Hey everyone, welcome to News and Brew Sports Biz, our podcast series that advocates for the financial voices in college athletics and features new developments impacting the business of college sports. I'm Katie Davis, leader of the James Moore Collegiate Athletics team, and I'm joined by my partner, Ken Kurdzel. Um, and today we're also joined by special guest, Brendan McKittrick. He is an audit director at James Moore and Company and is a frequent guest of the podcast. Welcome, Brendan. Thanks for having me. Well, to get us uh, started off the right way, Brendan, uh, what beer are you enjoying this afternoon? Uh, Ken, uh, you actually shared with me a beer from Urban Artifact called Squeezebox. It's a strawberry fruit tart. Uh, really, really good beer. And I think they're out of Cincinnati, Ohio. I haven't had a chance to actually visit their brewery, but I've had a few of their beers and it's really good. Outstanding. And Katie, what are you enjoying? So I decided to go with local brewery First Magnitude and got their special for football season called Chomp Hazy IPA. Um, so of course we're in Gainesville. So Chomp is after the Gator Chomp. And it's um, one of my favorites that they provide um, really good. Great. And I am drinking from one of our other Gainesville breweries, Swamphead, uh, drinking a beer they called Snakes on the Pains. Um, it's a double IPA. Um, an homage to Payne's Prairie, which is just right near the Gainesville area here. And uh, again, a perfect drink uh, for, uh, for a warm afternoon. Um, so cheers. Um, Brendan, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background um, and why we're here today to talk about internal controls? Sure. Uh, as always, I'm excited to be on the podcast. Um, so just a little bit about me. I'm a uh, both a CPA like Ken and Katie, but I'm also a certified information systems auditor. So I've got a little bit of the back, uh, IT background. Uh, fortunately, get to work a lot in athletics, um, get to do a little bit in the audit world and then the agreed upon procedures world and also some consulting um, type work as well. Uh, we do look at kind of a variety of different things when we do that, including uh, ticket office and some of the application controls as well as some of the processes that we look at for either internal controls or operational efficiency or things of that nature. And um, Brendan didn't share anything fun about himself, but we do have a lot of fun traveling to our athletics clients, um, sampling the local breweries there and are ready for this Delta variant to move on so we can go back and visit our clients um, and really looking forward to that. Absolutely. And Brandon, you mentioned ticket office uh, controls. So what, what are, in your experience, are some maybe the top three areas that you see where ticket offices can really strengthen their internal controls? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it definitely varies from school to school we work with, but um, the three that kind of come to mind, the first one being policies and procedures. Um, firstly, do you have them? You know, have you documented kind of what your processes are? what your internal controls are, or are they kind of just stored in someone's head, um, you know, where, you know, everything kind of flows through that one individual. Uh, in that case, what happens if that individual says, you know, say they win the lotto, I'm not going to say they, the other one where <laughs> they get hit by a bus, but they win the lotto and they, they end up leaving. Mm -hmm. So who fills in those shoes? Um, a lot of times when we do testing, even IT general controls testing really helps with understanding the root cause of issues. Um, so we may find an issue with, say, password policy, uh, password settings, but really there's no policy or procedure in place um, that really forces what that should be uh, within the, the mm -hmm. ticket office itself. The second item is IT general controls. I mentioned, um, you know, I do have an IT background, so obviously I, I like looking at that. So, you know, some of the basic ones are, have you thought through segregation of duties? 
are you separating kind of those those more important duties within the ticket application uh, the ticket office itself um, you know is the business office working with the ticket office and how are those duties separated uh, how, how are you setting up and removing users or even modifying their access? Um, are you even thinking about that? Um, you know, those things are also important. I mentioned password settings. Th that seems pretty basic, but we work with organizations that don't even think about it. You know, I asked the question, hey, what are your settings? And we're, they're like, I have no idea. Um, and also, generally, the university has some sort of set of policies and procedures. Are you even following those? Uh, again, those are maybe some more basic questions, but you'd be surprised at you know, how often we find that they're either not following or they're not being documented. Um, and then the third one is, uh, when was the last time you've even looked at your internal controls? A lot of times we go in there and um, you know, we're looking at it for, with kind of a fresh set of eyes, um, but you know, maybe you all haven't even looked at it internally. Um, does it make sense for your current environment? You know, maybe the, the application now does more automated type stuff. Um, are you still doing a lot of physical counting? Uh, one of the examples we're looking at now is electronic versus physical ticketing. Um, and are there any controls that are redundant, um, <clears throat> you know, or excessive? Uh, maybe there was an issue you found 10 years ago, so now you've got three or four levels of review and approval. Uh, is that really still needed in this day, um, you know, today, or is it something that, <clears throat> you know, it, it can be looked at again to, to possibly make more sense for your current environment? Well, and that's a good point to segue into my next question, which is what are your top three efficiency opportunities? Yeah, so I, I did mention it. Uh, I guess the low hanging fruit is when was the last time you looked at internal controls? Um, I think fortunately we've got a, a pretty unique background and, and we do look at internal controls from a control perspective, but we also do look at it from kind of an operational efficiency perspective. Um, so the kind of the first step is just reviewing what those internal controls are and kind of the understanding the process and kind of the point of what those controls are doing. Um, the second one is probably, are, you know, really, are you utilizing um, your ticketing application to its fullest potential? You know, hmm. have you been uh, constantly staying up with any updates that are coming out? Are you asking your vendor or service provider if there's any new reporting or better reporting that you could be utilizing? Uh, with either reconciling to other systems or reports, um, again, just asking those questions, which again, seems straightforward, but um, most ticketing offices are short staffed, so they're kind of running, running around like crazy, so they're not having time to think about those questions. Um, and then the third, you know, really, how many manual controls are you still doing? Again, a lot of these applications are providing more automated type um, reporting and, and controls uh, within the system itself, um, you know, are you utilizing all the tools and resources that that system could be providing? Again, asking the vendors kind of the questions, reviewing what those updates might be uh, providing to the system itself. Um, so again, there's a lot of different areas you can look at, but those are probably the three I would kind of start with. Yeah, and I would say if you're, you know, figuring out where you want to start is a picture's worth a thousand words. So if you're able to flowchart um, what your process is, and you can start to identify here's where there's spots where there are weaknesses, here's where there's redundancy and maybe too much work, and thinking about the right roles um, performing the, the work too, because so many times um, I've seen athletic departments make um, ticket office people into accountants, whether they like it or not, and if they're able to um, 
you know, make some of those functions more efficient, either through data automation or reassignment to um, someone in the business office, then those ticket office people can spend more time doing the things they need to be doing, whether it's focus on fan engagement or premium seating or, I mean, there's there's a whole slew of things that they could be working on um, other than doing reconciliations that generally are happening way after the fact. So they're not really even adding value. Yeah. So Brendan, something we as auditors talk to our clients a lot about um, are what are called SOC 1 reports um, and the importance of reviewing those uh, specifically with SOC 1s related to their ticketing application. Um, included in that area is something called user complementary user controls. Can you tell us a little bit about why that is so important um, and, and really what they should be looking for in there? Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> um, so SOC 1 reports are very useful for us as auditors, uh, very useful for our clients as well. Uh, but so, some clients don't even know those are available. So really what that is, I'll, and I'll back up and kind of explain the report a little bit, is it's a report on internal controls for the service providers that are impacting the financial numbers. So um, you know, the ticketing application obviously would be one that would make sense. Uh, payroll would be another one that if you're outsourcing that payroll application, but really what that report's doing is it's uh, the ticketing service provider, the one who's hosting that ticketing application, they're hiring an audit firm to come in and review their controls to provide a report then to all of their clients. Uh, that report, again, is it'll give you kind of a flavor of what their control environment looks like gives you the description of their controls and also the operate, operate what we call the operating effectiveness of those controls. So really as, as auditors, we can kind of take reliance on that, those internal controls. Cause the way I kind of think about it, cause I'm a visual person is you've got the, you know, again, the ticket office has <clears throat> a control environment as part of that control environment, you've got the ticket application itself. So it's really important to understand what those controls look like within the ticket application. Within the report itself, can what you mentioned were the are the user entity controls. So basically, in the report, it's saying, "Hey, we have all these great controls. However, there's a few controls that you need to have on, on your end as you know users of the system uh, to make sure that everything is working appropriately. Um, you know, easy ones are like passwords, user administration, um, things of that nature. Really making sure that." You know, you're doing every your due diligence as far as implementing appropriate internal controls to make sure there's no gaps in the uh, the control environment. And again, that's one we look at as auditors, but it's one we also recommend that our clients uh, and, and you know other uh, ticketing offices, um, you know, make sure that they're reviewing that just to make sure there's no gaps in their internal control environment. Yeah, and um, I like to call the user controls as the CYA of a of the SOC one, because really they're saying our controls are only as good as what you're putting into it. Uh, so if your controls are bad, then um, don't blame us for that. So that's their little outline um, of that. And as we talk about ticketing applications, I know there are a lot out there, but the most commonly used are Pacquiolan and Ticketmaster. So for um, my next question, I'm going to be referring to those, but know that a lot of this is very similar, but as far as specific user controls for Pacquiolan and for Ticketmaster or Arctix, um, what are the best practices that you would like to see implemented to address those? Yeah, absolutely. So one, uh, this isn't even one, this is probably step zero is 
ask for the report. Um, <laughs> so just asking for the from your vendor, do you have a SOC 1 report? But step one would make sure you're involving the right individuals. Um, so obviously the people that are using the application that know what uh, controls are in place. Um, so making sure, again, you're, you're involving those individuals. So when they're reading it, they know what they're, the, the report is asking them to do. Um, step two, understanding how those controls really impact your organization. Um, so, <clears throat> you know, again, don't share your user accounts, uh, making sure that you're setting up and removing users appropriately, uh, making sure if you have the opportunity to modify the password settings, those are set up in accordance with your, again, I'm going back to the policies and procedures or even the university-wide policies and procedures. Uh, and three, the, the thing that we love as auditors is documentation. So document, document, document. Um, and it, I say that kind of jokingly, but also it forces, kind of our clients to make sure that they are reading through it, to, to make sure that they do understand it. If they don't understand it, they can either at least ask the question to the vendor, or if they're a client of ours, they can ask us, hey, what does this mean? So again, those are probably the things I would kind of communicate there is making sure the right people are involved, uh, understanding how it impacts the, the organization or the, the department, uh, and making sure you document it. No, that's great. Um, some great examples there. And we've spent a lot of time talking about, for good reason, ticket office controls, uh, given just their, their huge importance to athletic departments. But can we, you talk a little more generally also about how IT controls, both within the ticket office and business offices, are so important and how those um, interact with the university and really how departments should be engaging with their university's IT teams uh, related to conversations about changes in internal control. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I, you would think um, from school to school, they're operationally, just globally, you would think they would be very similar. And what we found is every athletic department, every ticket office, every university operates differently. Um, so communication, as you mentioned, Ken, is, is very important. Um, so, you know, we have some instances where university IT is working directly with the athletic department, they kind of go in hand in hand, even when they're installing a new application, it's got to get vetted through the university. There are other instances where the athletic department is completely independent. Um, you know, the university is not even asking them questions, they're able to kind of do whatever they want to do, even as a department of the university. So communication is very important. I mentioned policies and procedures earlier. Obviously, if you're a department of the university, you, you should be following those policies and procedures. Um, and then also making sure that, you know, one of the other things we kind of think about is kind of vendor management. Um, you know, more and more you're hearing about different cybersecurity issues and, and things of that nature. Um, and there's a lot of work that's being done on the university side to make sure that there's steps being taken throughout all the departments in the university to make sure that whatever applications are being installed, they're, they're following best practices, um, you know, as far as IT security policies. And again, just making sure that those security expectations when that, with those applications are adhering to kind of the university-wide um, kind of expectations. Um, I would say those conversations need to be ha had early and often. Um, so, you know, rather than kind of not knowing what the university is doing, I do recommend the ticket office and the business office you know, communicate with the university to make sure that they understand what the needs of the university and the IT, uh, IT-wide university um, requirements are. Um, and most likely they're already working with those IT teams. But again, we do ask those questions because 
you know, more times than not, they haven't talked to those individuals and they're, you know, kind of flying blind a little bit. So really making sure that that communication is there. And that's not just for this specific question, Ken. That's mm-hmm. also, yeah. you know, we always push communication. Like right. You mm-hmm. can never over communicate. Um, you know, it's better to know what's required of the department, um, you, you know, either from the business office or the university. So, I, you know, again, communicate, communicate, communicate. No, that's great. Yeah, I mean, I say this all the time, silo is a four-letter word in higher education, and we see it within athletic departments, between athletics and other areas of campus. Uh, so, you know, that is a great point. Communication is really key. Um, and so figuring out how to break down those silos to have more effective communication um, and better communication real time is really important. Um, So as things are evolving and schools transition to mobile ticketing, operating on secondary markets, um, and increasing the use of alumni, donor, and fan data for use by sales teams, how how do these controls um, come into play there? Yeah, I think a lot, you know, I think a lot of individuals within collegiate athletics get very excited about what these new applications or kind of these new things, buzzwords that are coming out for obvious reasons. um, I will say there's probably things that aren't being thought about as far as making sure that kind of, again, I go back to the vendor management piece, but, you know, are those service providers really meeting the needs of the athletic department and the ticket office? Um, Generally, one of the things we ask for or what I ask for is what's called a service level agreement. So if they're saying they're doing X, Y, and Z, are they really meeting uh, what those requirements are on the service level agreement. Um, you know, like I said, there are a lot of exciting opportunities for athletic departments really to dive into some of the, you know, the data, uh, potentially, you know, g- increase their ROI on some of that as well for fundraising uh, and also making some, uh, I, I would say, smarter or better decisions. Um, you know, we also have smaller schools that we work with that have some resource constraints However, maybe they're able to be a little bit more strategic on um, what resources they can utilize. Um, So maybe not going all in on certain applications or, um, you know, different operation type things for alumni and donor, but they do have some um, opportunities to work with other firms, organizations to try and be more strategic on and how they kind of focus on fundraising donors and, and stuff of that nature. Yeah, and this is an area that, um, Katie, I know that you and I have had some great conversations with clients lately about really, you know, getting ROI off data and, you know, that becoming a bigger and bigger emphasis as um, as teams look to really, or departments look to really use the resources of the data that they have to, to kind of build bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's, um, you know, not only using the data, but how are you effectively managing it? And can you even automate some of the integration of data? Um, We hear all the time frustrations because each university has its own unique general ledger. And generally what we see is the ticketing applications aren't necessarily willing to come in and, and design it to integrate uh, well with the general ledger. So you know, there are a lot of opportunities there to still make it efficient um, and have strong internal controls without keeping a separate spreadsheet and essentially exporting it, moving it around and importing it, um, which is always, you know, potential for error. It takes up time. I mean, I think there's a lot of um, 
opportunities with utilizing not only just that data, but then the correlations between that and and other um, data sources out there. Um, so we're about out of time for today. Um, everyone loves a good fraud story. So I'm thinking <laughs> we come back um, with another episode later this year and share some um, you know, potential fraud stories or other major errors that we have seen or could potentially see within schools. Um, but uh, thank you, Brendan, for joining us today to talk about internal controls and ticketing office. And um, thank you to our listeners for tuning in. Cheers. 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 To learn more about the James Warren Company Collegiate Athletics and Higher Education segments, go to jmco.com. And don't forget to sign up for insights to get our latest industry updates, news and events delivered straight to your inbox. You can also follow us on Twitter at JMCO Higher Ed and on LinkedIn for the latest news as the landscape of collegiate athletics and higher education is continually evolving. 